Welcome to the Heartbeat. I'm so excited you're here, and I just want you to know that no matter how you feel right now, it's okay. There's so much going on in the world, and so much is transitioning and changing uh, on a micro and a macro level. And the one thing that can stunt growth or that can really hinder us in this time is judgment. So as a lot is shifting and we're learning to ride the waves, just remember not to judge yourself. Zoom out and remember that everything's seasonal and this won't last forever. And put your focus in terms of your values on who you as are as a person, your character. And recognize that as long as you got a heartbeat, you're still in the game. And that is what keeps me going through some of the darker times in my life or uncertain times in my life. And for some of you know, some of you don't, if you follow me on the gram or on Facebook, I've been talking a lot about my move recently um, or coming up. You're going to listen to this on Monday, which if you're listening to it the day it was released, uh, the Wednesday is when I move. And there's lots of pivots and lots of transitions. And I've learned a lot about myself in this time um, of making the decision of trusting my intuition. Cause listen, my gut was like, get the fuck out of LA. And I'm like, what, why? Like I fought to the bone to like get this apartment, to keep it. Like, I love this place. makes no sense. But I was like, you know what? There's one thing that I've learned in my time being in LA is to trust your gut, especially when it doesn't make sense. So that's what I did. And ever since putting in that notice, it's gotten clearer and clearer and clearer. And so um excited to be nomadic again, not having any attachments. I'm not really even clear on where I'm going. I know I'm going to be living with a friend in Seattle or outside of Seattle for a little bit. So if you're out that way, DM me, give me a holla. I'd love to catch up and meet you guys. I mean, I run into people from time to time and it really does warm my heart. So if you ever see me, say hey. If you ever know I'm in your city, let me know because I'd love to meet up. It's always awesome connecting with you guys. Um, and one thing on that, that LA has taught me a lot about is my relationships, you know, as a trauma healer and somebody that helps people with codependency, that's obviously been my path. That's why I do what I do. And seeing every connection in my life as a mirror has been a massive shift, not just romantically, but even my clients, like the advice that I give my clients, sometimes I'm like, shit, I needed to hear that again. (laughs) And my friendships and the connections and how I'm showing up at a big pivot that's happened for me recently has been actually not being passive and being active and engaged in my relationships, whether that's speaking up for myself, holding my boundaries, holding somebody else's boundaries and respecting that. And I'm diving into a a deeper sense there. And it's been really life changing. Lots is shifting in my life. Uh, My work is going to shift a little bit. No, nothing's going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, but things are going to start to change. Things are going to start to shift. I'm working on a fun side project right now that is in alignment, but it's something completely different. It's not coaching. It's a nonprofit, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to be announcing that soon. But anyway, that's enough about me. Speaking on the mirror of your relationships, that's what today's episode is about, and I'm really excited I had an amazing conversation with Christina. Um, she helps people transform their relationships by showing you how to heal and love yourself and evolve and grow. She's very connected to spirit. She's very wise and very in tune with what she does. And so 
Without further ado, you are listening to The Heartbeat, my conversation with Christina on the mirror of your relationships. So what's on your heart to talk about today? Oh, <laughs> I had no idea you were going to be uh, <laughs> putting that on me. I'm like, wow. Um, yeah, what's coming up? You know, I feel like something that I always love to go deeper into with myself and my relationship as well as my clients is using your relationship as a mirror um and yeah it's so beautiful something that's been really um sort of like cropping up in my relationship is um double standards and expectations specifically Mm. um where you know i'll be asking something of my partner something that i don't love that he's doing and then he mirrors back to me uh you know moments where i've done exactly that and it's really fascinating because I, I kind of was overwhelmed for a while, like, well, how do I stop doing that? And um, have just come to realize that the answer is by stop by not resisting what's happening in that moment so that you don't have something to kind of contradict and, and go against later. And so it's been really interesting for me noticing um, how many of the things that I sort of point out in my partner that I also <laughs> have within myself and how humbling that is. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. There's a there's a, a ancient um I think it's Native American saying something along the lines of like when you point a finger you have three pointing back at you. Uh right. and it's basically saying that same thing, like what you judge in others, usually you are doing within yourself in some degree. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's very true. So I've been kind of focusing on uh slowing down a bit and kind of tuning in with myself about looking for areas where I'm showing up that way or how I can sort of be more compassionate or allowing in those moments. So I think we have this sort of like unconscious rigid expectation that our partner should meet all of our needs and be this, this, and this. And really they're just people and they have all of their own stuff that they're processing and experiencing as well. So I think I've been really hyper focused on, you know, trying to illuminate all the places where, um, I'm showing up and kind of how to get clear on how to um, be more mindful in the moment that it's happening as opposed to just sort of like digging back in hindsight. Right. And I think there's a lot of confusion around the saying that like the relationship is a mirror because I think it usually, you know, the first part, the first time somebody hears that they're like, well, so that if they're doing that, that means I'm doing that. No, and it's not necessarily what it means because I guess could you just explain a little bit more on that end for people yeah yeah that's it's so true I get that question all the time where someone will say like well my partner has anger issues does that mean that I have anger issues and I think it's not so black and white as that it's more sort of like um you know in any given moment your partner is acting as a living mirror so you can kind of see um your energy and your current level of consciousness so I Mm -hmm. sort of think of it as my partner silently asking me in these experiences, is this who you want to be? So I kind of use it as a mirror in that sense. Um, But also I think, you know, if you kind of look at your relationships across the board to see your level of conditioning and um, your programming and how it crops up that way to kind of see the patterns in your relationship to mirror that back to you as well, where you can kind of see like, why was this person a perfect match for me? Why were our energies so compatible, even if it was extremely unhealthy and dysfunctional? So I think there's so many different ways you can kind of um, look at that. But yeah, for sure, it's not like, oh, 
he has this, so I have that. Um, that would just be insane. <laughs> right. It's more of like to to raise your own awareness, like on yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people, I think coming into that space and recognizing the mirror might be focusing too much on their partner and they're not having that introspection of how am I showing up in things. Right. Yeah, because we have, we have like, Oh, well, I want you to be this way, this way, this way. So I can feel safe and like safe enough in this relationship. And then I'll feel loved. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? There's still outward projection on expecting and needing that person to be a certain way mm-hmm. that it really keeps you from seeing how you're showing up. Like I was saying before, which is always yeah. 50% dynamic. And um, I think unconsciously, we're just sort of conditioned to seek ourselves in somebody else. And, you know, we have all these ideas and expectations for what even just the word relationship means. And so mm-hmm. it's very rare that we're ever just like relating to this person in the moment. We have this idea of them, them within our idea of a relationship, that idea within the idea we have about ourselves. So it's like a Russian nesting <laughs> doll of ideas that really starts to dissolve and kind of break away once you introduce, you know, self-inquiry and use what's happening in your relationship to see how you are participating energetically and, um, you know, physically and practically as well. Right. Right. Very true. Well, I think, what do you think gets in the way of people like seeing that mirror or seeing that opportunity to, for the introspection? I mean, honestly, I think with anything, it's like the first thing is the desire to be willing. It's, um, you know, I think that a lot of people may claim, and still not everyone, of course, may claim that they want to see themselves clear or that they want to grow or they want to evolve or that they want a high-level, healthy, intimate relationship. Um, but so much of that is unconscious fear of, of seeing themselves, which isn't really themselves, right? It's just their programming and their ego. But a lot of people prefer not to look at that stuff. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to go into the feelings. They want to pretend stuff never happened and just shove it down. But that's sort of where all of that unconscious manifestation of your quote unquote personality within your relationship dynamic comes up. So I think it's definitely being ready, willing, or able to see what's beneath the surface for Mm -hmm. sure. Right. And I think that's something that's really important for like a lasting relationship as well. Like both parties being introspective because it's needed for like the container to grow as well, you know? Yeah. And I think there's, there's like a lot of, a lot of one-sided situations where like one partner is starting to grow and the other isn't being as introspective. That's definitely a situation I see a lot. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, it's it's interesting because we also have this idea for, for some reason that our partner should have the same level of consciousness as us. <laughs> and it's like they haven't experienced what we've experienced. They, you know, maybe haven't had a coach or taken a course or read a book or gone to therapy or, you know, whatever is helpful for somebody to do that. And some people have never done any of that and still kind of, you know, become self-aware. But it really depends on what you've had exposure to and mm-hmm. how deep you've gone with it. So I think it's, um, again, it's just like another unconscious belief that we're always going to be on the same page emotionally, mentally, spiritually, um, energetically. And it's just honestly amazing that two people can even come together who are so different in every single way 
of speaking, um, thinking, processing, feeling, understanding, um, and, and really try to work on things together to strengthen their unit. And I think that that's something that a lot of people forget is, um, like you were saying, that the partnership grows. And mm -hmm. it's not just me growing and you growing. It's us learning the dynamics of our unique relationship and the frequency and sort of how we bob and weave and what our patterns are and how to be more conscious in the relating, knowing all of these things. So unless you have someone who is ready, willing, and able to look at their stuff, it's really hard for a relationship to grow because you have to have that awareness of my stuff, your stuff, and our stuff that happens when we come together. <laughs> right. It takes a massive level of awareness to like see that. Oh, yeah. I think... And I was I was gonna I was gonna say like there's a lot of people that have I think a interesting for lack of better words definition of what it means to like put in the work for a relationship that I think can kind of get twisted and and skewed in, in having people stay in relationships that are dysfunctional. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Could you talk a little bit more on that? Yeah, that's some you know it's something interesting because I get a lot of messages asking about that and. um I'm always talking about healthy relationships, but being aware of your quote unquote unhealthy patterns within it or how to step outside of that. Mm -hmm. um, but never saying in anything like you should stay in a relationship just because it's helping you grow, um, <laughs> especially if it's dysfunctional or it's not of the highest potential for sure. But at the same time, I also think it's so important to realize that again, like you're 50% of your relationship, you're not a victim. Um, your relationship isn't a reflection of your soul. It's a reflection of your conditioning and your level of consciousness. So if you are able to see that, then there is a pathway to freedom and to awakening through that experience where you can dissolve some of that blame and shame on the other person or towards yourself to really become aware of how you're showing up so that you aren't drawn to the same sort of dynamics. Um, because I think that a lot of people believe like, you know, it's just your energy. If you're happy, you'll quote unquote, attract a happy person. If you're joyful, then your soulmate's on the way. But I can tell you from personal experience, being happy and being joyful does not negate all of your <laughs> unconscious <laughs> programming and patterning. And it's just who you're drawn to because they're a match to all of that. So mm -hmm. I think in terms of dysfunctional relationships, um, I, again, it is there is so much self-inquiry that's needed to really see um, what's my role in all of this? Why am I staying in this relationship? What do, what do I imagine that I'm getting out of this relationship um, that keeps me sort of stuck in these loops and cycles and dynamics, which is, I would say, is the first thing to really get curious about. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of people go the other route where they're just like, this is a toxic relationship. And they put the blame on the other person. And they kind of have this yeah. false sense of self of like, I deserve more. I deserve better. And it's like, there is more to experience than what you've experienced, but you don't deserve quote unquote better because that is a match to your conditioning and where you're resonating right now. So unless you're really able to look at yourself and you're going to keep deceiving yourself into just saying these cliche things like, I deserve a better guy. I deserve real <laughs> love. And it's like, yes, but you're not being a match to that with the way that you're showing up um, in your vibration and how you're speaking and thinking and feeling and processing. There's no space and awareness. So it's a really hard pill to swallow for people. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's, it's yep. so fucking true, but like, there's so many people that are just like, 
like you said, like, oh, I deserve better. Like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for like the right person and I'm going to choose different this time. And you get on this <laughs> high of like, you know, kind of fantasy land of like, okay, cool. This is, I'm going to do it this time. And you're trying to like will your way past your trauma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the and that's... Conditioning and, and everything that like you were talking about it is all subconscious. And I don't think people actually recognize how much of an impact that has on their subconscious choices. Totally. I was talking to one of my clients this morning about this same thing in relation to triggers where I said, you mm. know, for a while I was stuck in them. And I kept saying, you know, I'm doing all the affirmations and the journaling and I want to be better and I'm not able to break through. I keep being the same person I've always been. And it took me a while to realize that the work for me was in the body and being able to witness when my energy shifted and when I started making a problem, resisting reality, coming up with a story, going back into mm -hmm. old programs. And so I really had to have that hyper awareness. Um, otherwise, yeah, it, you, it's just a pretty thought. I want to have right. a better relationship. I want to show up differently. And, you know, the desire alone, you know, it's beautiful to spark that, but it's really, really hard to sort of um, be something else other than what you've always been if you're not able to be present and witness all of these things as they arise. They just take you over and there is no space and you've left your body and you're just completely on autopilot. So um, I think that a lot of people have guilt around that too because there are all these mm -hmm. quotes on the internet like you choose your partner you create your reality <laughs> people have these thoughts about why am i choosing this but right. you're not losing it unless you're conscious that really requires a very high degree of presence that um, most people have not yet to experience right and i think there's a uh like the slap in the face really that it takes for most people to snap into that presence and awareness mm -hmm. is recognizing a pattern. I mean, I know that's what it was for me. Like when I yeah. recognized, oh shit, like the third person in a row that I was with cheated on me. That's when I was like, wait a second, I'm the common mm -hmm. denominator here. Oh fuck. <laughs> and that was when I actually started to get introspective and like get curious about myself. And that was when, you know, like you said, the, my level of presence with myself and my body and even just like my vibration started to change. I yeah. started to become a different I, match. Uh, I love that you said the common denominator. Um, I, <laughs> I, did a, I did a post about that and got a lot of backlash. You know, everybody just hears things from their own level of consciousness, and That's I get true. it. But I had said um, something about, like, the reason why you're repeating these experiences is because you're, uh, you're either embodying the energy or you're enabling it. The common denominator mm -hmm. is always you. And it's it's so true and it's you know hard for a lot of people to hear who are in it because it feels very removed it feels like you've never had suffering or trauma and you're on your high spiritual cloud when i can't break free of this abusive relationship cycle mm -hmm. um but at the same time you know I'm, I'm not saying if someone was abused one time that it's their fault and i'm not even saying uh -huh. anything is fault mm -hmm. i'm saying if this is your third relationship in a row where you've been abused or you've been in abusive relationships for years there is something to look at there um, because people who have learned how to dissolve their conditioning and have become more present to witness the past within them and how it plays out these patterns um, that they would find themselves in that experience and, and leave. And so mm -hmm. there's no judgment on the person who doesn't leave. It's just that awareness that where was this modeled for me? Why is this a match to me where um, I believe this is what I deserve or this is what I right. believe love? 
you know, it's really getting curious, um, not necessarily going into the past of why I am the way I am, but like looking at it objectively from an energetic perspective, what do I imagine I'm getting out of this? What are like, because mm-hmm. we're always within something because we think we're getting something out of it. So I think right. asking questions is the most beautiful and liberating thing you can do. But until you're ready to do that, you know, you're, you're going to think that those words are really harsh and really removed and cold and detached. And I've also had a lot of clients who've been in abusive relationships who are like, I'm ready for this. I'm here for it. I love this. I've been waiting for this to step out of it. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of people aren't. And so that's going to be right. a really tough thing to hear. Because um, again, they're unconsciously interpreting that it's their fault. And mm-hmm. it's never anyone's fault. There's no blame involved. It's just a, a gentle self-inquiry to really see um, how am I showing up here and kind of contributing to whatever is happening or if even contributing by just staying and allowing it? Well, it's account- It's like self-accountability, but also like ownership. Yeah. You've, you've really just got to take ownership and take the reins back and stop like, you know, oh, it's this person's fault or whatever, placing the blame on, oh, yeah, you know, I had this poor childhood, so – whatever or you know my partner is this 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 so that's why i think we just give our power away too easy Mm. yeah that's that's, i mean the past is such a strong hold on our conditioning but at the same time definitely i'm a fan of like yes the past happened and you're not responsible for the way it happened you know your familial or your societal um conditioning or any of that You have a responsibility to break free of that now and let the past be the past. I think mm-hmm. that it's so common to keep carrying that, even unconsciously or consciously on some level, um, where we keep projecting that outwards and then we're wondering why we're kind of having those same experiences. And personally, I don't believe it's like the universe testing you or delivering something to you. I think it's just like that's what you're drawn to because that's a match to um, sort of like what you've got going on inside on some level. And so it's really liberating to be able to become curious about that so you can create space around it, even if you're not in the place to be completely free of it yet. Um, and it's it's really fascinating and it's beautiful to kind of look back and see, like you were saying about kind of observing your past relationships where I did the same thing as well and, and was like, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that the past three guys <laughs> I've been into have been ex-heroin addicts who were still in love with their ex-girlfriend who looked like me. Like that's mm. very specific and they all looked alike too. So I kind <laughs> of was like, hmm, there's, <laughs> there's something going on here. And, um, and I think that it, everything started to shift for me when I really wanted to know what, like, what was it that was drawing me to these people and what was making me feel like this was um, what love was. Right. And what did you find when you were actually diving into that? I found that I was chasing men who were emotionally unavailable because I knew that it would never come to be. And it, this is not on a conscious level, of course, but unconsciously, right, right, right. I knew that we were never going to be together. So it was safe. It was safe because I'd never have to have those conversations or be vulnerable or deal with feelings or thoughts that were uncomfortable that would come up because it, this person would never sit still. So it was like, mm. I would deceiving myself into thinking I want love I want it so badly I want this real and true and beautiful thing (laughs) Um, and I didn't I was not ready for it it 
And then when I received that, my partner now, who we've been best friends for 12 years, I was like, holy shit, I'm not ready for this. Like, I, I was so terrified. I thought I had done all this work at the beginning and was more aware. And I was just like, whoa, this is a very different dynamic because I'm not trying to change or fix or heal someone or chase them. So all of my stuff was coming up where there was nowhere to run or hide. And um, it was, a, it is a really healthy, beautiful, safe container to explore all the things that um, I never had the opportunity to explore in these non-relationships because I was just chasing this person and nothing real was really coming up. I was just living out mm -hmm. the pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge wake up call. Oh, massive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. a lifetime stuff there. I mean, that had been my pattern since like high school and I, I'm 30. So that's like 15 years of that pattern. And mm. well, my two, I guess, is the person I started dating, but, um, and it's just, it's so beautiful to be able to see that, you know, and to step out of it and, and not to have shame or judgment or blame my parents or how I grew up or any particular relationship and just see, oh, this is who my brain thinks I am. And mm -hmm. to be able to gently inquire and, and look at that when it comes up to choose something else is, is so powerful. Yeah, there's a, there's a huge level of disassociation. Like you're not in the story, you're observing yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also really important. And something I do a lot with my clients is, is when you actually are able to, like you have been saying, like observe your pattern and not judge it and just see it objectively. There's a lot of power in that. Mm. Yeah. And not making it personal. Like it's your identity. Yeah. I think that's Recognizing what people that get. You can change. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much um, shame and embarrassment around, you know, what you uncover sometimes for a lot of people. And so I love to say like, make friends with whatever you find. It's, it's a curiosity of, Oh, how interesting. This is what I found in this moment, or this is how I felt in response to this thought. Um, and so it's really, again, creating the space around it where um, there's no resistance, there's no judgment, there's no like um, negativity around it. It's just, it's just witnessing with pure awareness and kind of having that, um, like, again, that gentle curiosity of like, huh, this is fascinating stuff and not carrying it with you where, you know, it becomes this other layer of ego, right? Of like, oh yeah. man, I'm so fucked <laughs> up. How come I am this way? Why did I do that? I always do this. And it's just, it's again, putting all of that aside to see clearly so that you can begin to allow those patterns to move through you and kind of um, dilute your energetic attachment to them when they arise. Because they still do sometimes. I mean, like... Right, always. Yeah. Some things don't crop up for me at all anymore. And some things I'm like, ooh, that's still there. And it's just, again, how you relate to it in that moment, which is so beautiful mm. to you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you lose consciousness. Sometimes you have one foot in and one foot out. Other times you just witness it and it dissolves. And there's no right or wrong. It's just whatever you can do to create space around it, um, knowing that you're human and you're not a freaking robot. So it's beautiful <laughs> to have that awareness and mm -hmm. to kind of allow it to exist without, again, carrying it as your identity. Right. And that's... It's kind of like, I mean, how I, how I do it in my head is, is I'm kind of, 
I, I look at it like a timeline and I kind of look at my life as not mine. I'm almost observing like, okay, then there was this person that went through these situations and yes. that's going through this and I'm, I'm super detached from it all. Um, that's kind of how it works for me. I don't know. Like I'm a very visual person. So I literally look at it as a timeline and I'm like, okay, if there was a little boy that grew up like this and had these situations and just wanted love and was going through all of this, like, of course that, that, that would happen. And there would mm. be this association and I'm able to like see myself at a deeper level. You'd say like as my higher self or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, love that. I, I think about it in a similar way where I look at it as like, quote unquote, Christina. So mm. like if something, up, I'm like, oh, oh, I know that I'm not the one being upset or bothered by something. I'm the space behind it. So I kind of look at it like, huh, why does this bother Christina? And so I like get curious <laughs> asking questions. Um, like somebody couple weeks ago had had made a comment um on the platform on instagram that mm -hmm. my brain had perceived as condescending like i don't know he did like a wink face and said something about my coaching style and was also a coach so i read it and could feel there was like a tightness in my body like oh my god he's, he's being condescending he's judging me he's better than me whatever my mind was saying so i kind of took that moment like why does this bother christina I'm like oh realized that this person's looking down on her and then I kind of laughed, like, maybe he is. That's okay. I don't need to be better than him. I just need to be better than the me who got triggered five minutes ago. And so yeah. it's that space to witness it. And I think sometimes seeing it as separate um, as not you is the powerful way in to kind of dissolve that judgment and attachment to become curious. So it's almost like you're observing a psychological case study as opposed to um, yourself, which again, you're <laughs> right. Self and you're you're going into all that judgment that guilt that shame exactly that and it's it's detaching from the story of it all yep oh yeah those are my you don't, go, you don't you don't get into the emotions and you're not living through it you're really able to like honestly take control like yeah. you're taking ownership mm -hmm. and that's the choice of like all these you know like we were talking about earlier all the airy fairy instagram quotes that are like yeah you you you're the you create your life and this you know you it's all up to you and that happens when you're hyper conscious in this way but only yeah. in that space definitely it, it's so mm -hmm. challenging too. i mean i feel like until you start to make some headway on this work and begin to understand from that zoomed out perspective then you are just sort of like saving all these quotes, watching all these videos, like getting, reading all these books, getting all these ideas in your head. And it can make it so much more complicated yeah. um, than just being present and asking questions and becoming curious about what's showing up for you internally and how you're responding to what's happening externally as well. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's like becoming um, a curious explorer of your own inner space of how you perceive things, um, think about things how you feel in response to things how you process things it's kind of like looking at yourself as a computer maybe like mm -hmm. from that perspective um but yeah i think it can be really confusing because um until you've really experienced this space to witness this there's just so much noise out there like so right. much i mean i i can't I can't even begin because I'm so sensitive to energy that if I even see all the content out there I'm like oh god 
I'd feel so confused <laughs> if I was if I was like trying to trying to break free of myself or trying to figure out how to heal and grow and evolve just because there's so many lists like you right. have to fix this do this heal that do this say this five times in the morning do this three times <laughs> at night. and um <laughs> and I think there's just such a, a simpler way of that gentle self-inquiry so even though it's mm -hmm. challenging you know, there's a lot that can come up that you have to face and allow to move through you. I really feel like um, without that, you're always going to be stuck in those same patterns and programming, not just in within your relationship, but just in general, um, because, you know, mm -hmm. your relationship is a reflection for yourself. And so um, it, it's really part of the whole. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because when you get into that curiosity, you know, I think a lot of people, what stumps them is they get go into judgment. They get awareness of their, of their being introspective. They see what's up and then they just start judging themselves and beating themselves up. And when you're in a curious space, you can't really have judgment and curiosity at the same time. Ooh. And so when you, you know, like when you're in that space and you, sh you maybe recognize that you're beating yourself up, like stop and get curious about why you're beating yourself up. And that just changes the momentum of everything. And then you're able to really dig in and just hold on to curiosity, like a fucking life raft, you know? <laughs> and I think that's, that's the, <laughs> that's really the answer I feel. But ah. like you said, it can, it gets to be simple. It gets to be easy. And for a lot of people, um, they overcomplicate things. And we just, I think as humans love to do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm all about simplification. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can't even tell you when I was starting my journey, I had so, this is, well, there was probably this stuff on Instagram, but it was like 2012. So I don't really feel like Instagram was being used for that. Maybe it was, I wasn't interested, but I had like physical <laughs> tangible books. So I had so many books and oracle mm. cards, and psychics and all of the things. And yeah, I just felt like, you know, it was so necessary for certain parts of my growth because um, up until that point, I had never questioned anything and I was deeply mm. unconscious. So I was uncovering things that I had been repressing and things that I was unaware of or unwilling to really look at. Um, but then it got to that point for me where it was kind of like overkill because I was inundating myself with all of these ideas and concepts and I was never actually letting anything go. I was just like, how am I ever going to let go of this if I keep talking about it and thinking about it and writing about it? And um, <laughs> so I think that for me, it was so powerful to become present and witness when I was cutting myself off from reality or the flow of life or the moment and seeing that that was the past within me and getting curious about um, what was going on in that moment and consciously choosing to be something else and, and sort of like finding my saving grace in those tiny shifts. Um, yeah. So many people ask me like, oh, did you just wake up one day and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know that happened to Eckhart Tolle and Byron Katie, but that did not happen to me. I had many, <laughs> many, many experiences where I imagined I had awakened and then I just went back to being who I always was. Because again, I never looked at any of the mind patterns and that stuff, you know? And there's like a stigma around being woke or awakened, whatever you want to say, you know, mm -hmm. I feel of like, oh yeah, like I had that experience. Like everybody wants it. You're not really <laughs> aware of what that is until you experience it. It's like trying to yeah. explain what dancing is like to somebody who's like, who's paralyzed. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> you got to experience it. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And it's not a really pretty process. And, no, no, um, no. <laughs> and that's another thing I, I think it's interesting. It's kind of also become just another concept and idea for the ego to reach quote unquote enlightenment in that sense where, um, mm -hmm. well, people are feeling all the time. Are you enlightened? And I'm like, that's an idea. I'm in this present moment right here. I'm awake to this moment. I don't know what will happen in the next moment. It's not here yet. <laughs> so to kind of put this grand label on it, I think that a lot of people want to seek these things um, without realizing you just find it in the moment with this curiosity and this inquiry. And it's, um, it's a beautiful experience, but it's not outside of you. Like someone else doesn't have the answers and it's not digging back into the stories. It's um, awakening to your freedom beyond the stories and, and getting to witness um, yourself and how you show up in that moment in relation to your thoughts and your feelings um, and your own energy and other people. And that's where so much of the growth happens. But I would never say that it's just one experience that gets you there. It's so many tiny shifts where you respond instead of react, where you breathe um, before you say something, where you feel the sensations in your body before they take you over. It's like all of those tiny choices in each moment that, that craft this new um, energetic and emotional blueprint, which is so beautiful to see it happening, unfolding just in these small examples every day. Um, you don't have to wait for something huge or painful to happen. And that's so liberating to know you can go deeper into this in every single moment, whatever life is presenting you. Mm -hmm. That's just being present. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we basically covered it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not much oh, else to say. I don't want to overcomplicate yeah, things. We said I it. <laughs> the truth is truth. Amen. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> well, is anything else really coming up in your space recently or? Hmm. Not really. I feel like, like you said, it just said it all. I mean, <laughs> all right. I feel it like it's always, what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's, like form, it's always a reiteration of that. And so it's yeah. just beautiful to go back to it. Like I have a lot of people mm -hmm. who will say, you know, your messages or your responses to the Q and A's on your story, no matter what someone asks, it's always the same. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> you, you get it. Yes. I'm Implement. like, are you? that though yeah. because you know, it, it, I don't have there's really not much more to to say I mean I can say it in different ways regarding different topics or conversations or situations um, but yeah it always comes back to that present moment awareness I think and so it is really beautiful to to keep it simple <laughs> definitely it gets to be simple mm -hmm. I love that well this has been awesome uh, where can people find out more about you and what all you do? Yeah, just on my Instagram. It's the only place I really hang out. Um, Journey to the heart with little dots between all of the words. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks again. This this is dope. Yeah, I love this. Such a, such a great way to pick my Sunday off. So thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. For everybody listening, go check out all of her stuff. Check follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today. <laughs> <laughs>